The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Primal Body, Primal Mind. Your host, Nora Gedgaudis, is here to take you on a fun-filled and informational journey through the mind and your body with a focus on neurofeedback and healthy nutrition and what it can do for you, your family, and friends. Now here's your host, Nora Gedgaudis. Well, hello again, and welcome to Primal Body, Primal Mind Radio. Well, today we're going to be spending the entire hour talking about autism. In the first half of the show, we'll be focused on the nutritional perspective. And in the second half of the show today, we're going to be talking about the impact of neurofeedback training on autism. And we'll be talking to a mom of a young autistic boy who's been transformed in some pretty amazing ways with neurofeedback. But first off, I I just want to offer the usual disclaimer that nothing we talk about here is meant to diagnose, prescribe, prevent, or cure any medical condition. And if you feel you have a medical condition, you should consult with your qualified medical health care provider. That being said, let's talk about autism from a very foundational angle. First, the incidence of autism has really grown exponentially over the last few decades. You know, once upon a time, this condition was essentially non-existent, and suddenly it's present in at least one in about every 100 or even less uh, people, and it's growing in numbers. Well, why is this? Well, I, I think it's safe to say that autism, too, is essentially a man-made disorder. We've created this. It's not the byproduct of viruses or bacteria or just some sort of genetic anomaly run amok. It's something created by a combination of elements unique to the modern world. It's also an autoimmune brain disorder, meaning that the problem lies in an essential assault and vulnerability to the immune system and that the brain is literally under attack by the body's own confused immune system. So autoimmune disorders in general are almost always preceded by poor digestion and poor gut health. That's a, there's a very high level of association with this, although you know conventional medical um, uh, people in conventional medicine don't necessarily acknowledge that. But generation after generation after generation now, we've been exposed to increasingly industrialized food production and, and an increasingly poor nutrient profile in our diets. We really have to start here because every generation that habitually compromises its diet influences the genetic expression of the next generation. What do you all think we have to look forward to following the Pepsi generation? (laughs) Things are only getting worse. Something else to consider, too, with respect to the whole genetic issue is that genes are controlled by regulatory genes, and regulatory genes are controlled by nutrients. Consider the diet of our primal ancestors. Meat, fat, fish, eggs, a few nuts and berries, and whatever vegetation was available at the time. And and water to drink. No Pepsi, imagine that. Not even any juice. What are people eating today? Well, go stand and spend time standing at a Safeway checkout line. Just watch what you see people putting on their conveyor belt. And then take another look at just how those foods have visibly impacted the health, both mental and physical, of every single person you see. Fully 90 cents out of every single dollar spent in every grocery store in the country today is spent on processed food. Now, our ancient ancestors would never have thought to get their meal out of a cardboard box or a tin can. You know, people need to wake up. Is it really such a mystery that health in general is deteriorating this country and that what we call health care is totally collapsing? I've begun to see autistic persons as being sort of the canaries in the coal mine. The same things that have impacted the brain, digestion, and immunity of the autistic individual have been impacting us all, and has simply more profoundly impacted them in obvious ways. Consider this. A child is born to a mother who has come herself from 
generations made increasingly vulnerable by incre increasingly poor food quality, environmental onslaught, antibiotic use, low-fat diets, medications, EMF pollution, and who knows what else. And then this already vulnerable child is, is you know, fed processed foods, a, a low-fat diet, given antibiotics for whatever, exposed to EMF pollution and nutritional deficiencies and foods unnatural to them like grains and processed milk products. And then this child is vaccinated with a thimerosal-containing vaccine. Well, you know, one day the child's immune system just simply turns on itself, goes poof, and his brain launches into overdrive, and we have autism. People need to wake up. We need to realize that we just don't have room for error anymore. We can really no longer just sort of enjoy the hubris of petty indulgence and treating food like a nutrient-devoid source of entertainment. We need to start thinking about this very different, very, very differently. And we need to start eating very differently. We need to literally start changing the way we think and, and re-examine our priorities in the scheme of things. We can't go on expecting science, medicine, or some government agency to save us. They're going to go where the money is. And the money isn't in true prevention or in curing anything. The money is hand-in-hand hand with corporate interests that could care less whether your child is autistic or whether you live or die. We're all basically on our own. I'm, I'm sorry to sound so harsh or cynical, but these are really harsh realities. So with respect to autism, let's start with the digestive tract, the gut, which, by the way, we're going to be talking all about next week on the show. But gut disorders such as dysbiosis, you know, dysbiosis being a real imbalance of bad bacteria to good bacteria in your gut. It's disproportionately a problem in kids with autism. Healthy gut bacteria, often lacking in autistic populations, are really needed for healthy immune functioning and also to prevent allergies. Friendly bacteria in your gut train your immune system to distinguish between pathogens and non-harmful antigens and to respond appropriately. This important function prevents your immune system from overreacting to non-harmful antigens, which, which, you know, is where allergies and sensitivities come from. Whenever you have an autoimmune condition, your primary problem is immune. Well, 80% of your immune system lies in your gut in the form of these healthy bacteria and also something called gut-associated lymphatic tissue. So this is important a really important place to start and an important area of an autist, autistic person's health to support. Good beneficial bacteria have a lifelong powerful effect on your gut's immune system and your systemic immune system as well. It's sort of the first line of defense, really, of your immune system. The bacteria play a critical role in the development and operation of this mucosal immune system in your digestive tract. We need them, too, for the production of antibodies to pathogens. An autistic person is at very foundational disadvantage very often in this regard, and, and a proneness to dysbiosis and leaky gut syndrome, what they call leaky gut syndrome, really can predispose someone to major problems with things like gluten and gluten sensitivities. These are the proteins found in many grains. And casein sensitivity, which is the primary protein found in cow's milk. It's a very big deal. There's also a protein called zonulin, which was very recently found to be much higher in autistic populations and also other populations like ADHD, MS, and a bunch of different psychiatric disorders. Well, zonulin is known to regulate something called intestinal permeability, which basically regulates what your gut, what your small intestine does and doesn't allow into your bloodstream. This protein is associated mainly with the consumption of grains. Zonulin also controls the permeability of the blood-brain barrier, something really critical with respect to autism and other brain disorders. So zonulin levels are lowest in gluten-free diets. It's the only way to begin bringing this problem under control. With any autoimmune disorder, my immediate assumption is, is a sensitivity to both gluten and casein. I just assume it. I mean, these are far and away the most commonly implicated sensitivities, and for all intents and purposes, I would simply be inclined to assume it is a very foundational precaution. Those wanting more proof um, can certainly order a stool antigen test offered by Enterolab, E-N-T-E-R-O-L-A-B. 
and you can find them at enterolab.com, E-N-T-E-R-O-L-A-B.com. There's a very helpful website, too, that speaks to this particular issue of gluten and casein sensitivity. Uh, they put a lot of emphasis on autism there, too, and it's called gfcfdiet.com, gluten-free, casein-free, so gfcfdiet.com. I recommend you check them out. I, I also recommend you educate yourself on the hidden sources of gluten out there. On food labels, this can show up, believe it or not, as things like starch, modified food starch, um, hydrolyzed vegetable protein, hydrolyzed plant protein, texturized vegetable protein or TBP, um, or binders, fillers, excipients, extenders, malt, and so-called, quote, natural flavorings. Please read labels. And unless something says gluten-free outright, I would tend to assume otherwise. More, it can't, It's not enough to just be kind of gluten-reduced or just occasional gluten or whatever. You really have to be completely gluten-free for a gluten-free diet to work. And it's, and it's tough. Um, it's in a, lot of, in a lot of things. But more and more restaurants, too, are offering gluten-free menus these days, and, and they're basically becoming sensitive to this issue because it is so epidemic. So, again, I encourage every parent of an autistic child to, to get tested for gluten sensitivity. Um, I think it's a good idea for most people, actually. Plus, there's a genetic marker, and I encourage you to do the genetic marker also for gluten sensitivity and celiac tendency as well as casein sensitivity, using that stool antigen test you can find and order online at Enterolab. Well, another substance that can help with better intestinal integrity and can also make a miraculous difference sometimes with autistic symptoms in every, um, in every regard, and this is going to blow you away, but it's dietary cholesterol. Yes, cholesterol, evil cholesterol. Statistically, autistic individuals tend toward abnormally low cholesterol levels. Now, anti-cholesterol hysteria in the media and, and others interested in promoting the whole anti-cholesterol you know, medication thing, they would have you believe this is a good thing. Don't. Please don't believe them. I could spend hours going into why no one should believe this anti-cholesterol rhetoric, but here's especially why when it comes to autism. Research in this area all started with a special interest in what is called an autosomal recessive genetic disorder called SLOS. It's called Smith-Lemley Optic Syndrome, which just happens to be associated with autism as well as a couple of other things, including some other forms, uh, some forms of mental retardation. Um, the SLOS syndrome is due to a deficiency of 7-dehydrocholesterol reductase. I know I'm getting technical, but it's an enzyme responsible for cholesterol synthesis. So they don't do that as well. And Dr. Richard Kelly, he's a research physician at Johns Hopkins University, and his colleagues found that autistic symptoms prevalent with that disorder quickly reversed after supplementation with dietary cholesterol. Now, some of the many improvements included sleeping through the night, overcoming aberrant behavior, let's see, learning to walk, speaking for the first time, and becoming more responsive and social with family members. Um, other benefits of cholesterol supplementation included things like a decreased rate of infections, reduced Skin rash is a marked reduction of self-injurious behaviors, improved muscle tone, de decreased tactile defensiveness is what they call, more rapid growth, and, and also improved behavior overall. Parents reported um, who underwent you know, cholesterol uh, therapy, they reported their children having significant decreases in autistic behavior, and even some adults without speech spoke for the very first time, all within days of cholesterol supplementation. And these changes occurred before any cholesterol values changed in their blood, which also might mean that some of the improvements may be done, may be due to increases in cholesterol-related derivatives, such as steroid hormones and bile salts, which you need to properly digest fats and fat-soluble nutrients. You also need cholesterol in order to produce something called myelin, which is the insulating material essential for nerve function, especially in the brain. Now, we have to go to a commercial break, and when we come back, we're going to continue this and uh, there's lots more to come, so please stay tuned. This is Primal Body, Primal Mind Radio, and I'm Nora Gadiotis. We'll be back in just a minute. Thanks. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. NBC science consultant Dr. Mark Steinberg says every so often you encounter a gem among the dross competing for your attention. Such is the case with Primal Body, Primal Mind, written by Nora Gedgaudis. 
Primal Body, Primal Mind is a non-fictional excursion into the realm of biology, politics, and self-care that you will never get from formal academic education. It's a nutritional treasure map leading to optimal wellness the way nature intended, a jewel. Tom Hartman, acclaimed author, scholar, and national radio host, says, If you want to really know how your body and brain work, read this book. Go beyond the low-carb and paleo diet to discover the ultimate key to health, a better brain, weight loss, better mood, and a longer life. Primal Body, Primal Mind will show you how you can save more money eating incredibly well than you ever believed possible. You can order the life-changing book, Primal Body, Primal Mind, today. And sign up for Nora Gedgaudis' weekly blog update at www.primalbody-primalmind.com. Want to learn more about neurofeedback? Want to find a trained clinician for yourself or for a loved one? Or maybe you are a professional looking to offer this powerful, non-invasive technique to improve results for your toughest clients. At EEG Info, we are the leading provider of neurofeedback resources, videos, and training for the next generation of neurofeedback professionals. If you want to improve symptoms of emotional and behavioral dysfunction, this non-invasive approach is the answer you've been looking for. Neurofeedback is successful in helping people of all ages achieve a feeling of greater health and well-being. Visit us at eeginfo.com today to learn more about neurofeedback or to find a local clinician who can help you or someone you love. Unlock the full potential of your brain today. Visit eeginfo.com. Are you looking for a new perspective in today's challenging economic and personal times? Join the journey to your personal best on the Sky's the Limit radio program. Featuring your hosts, Karen Lovett, Jackie Lonnie, and John McDermott. The engaging discussion will center on concrete ideas and actions to help improve your personal wealth, love, appreciation, power, choice, relationships, and more. Karen, Jackie, and John will guide you to your true power of choice on the Sky's the Limit, Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific, on 7th Wave Network. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You're tuned in to Primal Body, Primal Mind Radio with host Nora Gedgaudis. Got a question for Nora about today's show? The phone lines are open now at 1-866-472-5792. Toll free, 1-866-472-5792. Now back to our show. Here's Nora. Well, welcome back. Uh, so when we were talking before, and uh, we were talking about the dietary, uh, the benefits of dietary cholesterol in, in autism, and, you know, the fact that also cholesterol is needed in order to produce something called myelin, which is this insulating material that's essential for nerve function, especially in the brain. Well, now, in the clinical trials, the doses of cholesterol used in therapeutic, in those therapeutic trials have varied anywhere from, from 20 to 300 milligrams per kilogram of body weight per day. Um, probably they average closer to 50 milligrams per kilogram on average in those early studies. And this actually showed beneficial results. Oh, now, other options for cholesterol supplementation, of course, can include the use of something like egg yolks, um, heavy liquid whipping cream, and butter fat. Uh, one egg yolk contains about 250 milligrams of cholesterol. Now, a 100-kilogram adult with, you know, SLOS would have to consume something like 20 egg yolks a day to get that 50 milligram per kilogram dose of cholesterol we're talking about. But, um, you know, organ meats like liver are really rich in cholesterol, too. And a three-ounce serving of beef liver, for instance, contains about 372 milligrams of cholesterol. And a very high fat and cholesterol-rich diet is bound to be beneficial here and for so many other reasons. But it is possible to get cholesterol also in, believe it or not, a purified dietary supplement form. Um, there's a company called New Beginnings Nutritionals. They're, they are not a sponsor of the show, by the way, but they make a product called Sonic Cholesterol, which can help increase dietary cholesterol intake without the eggs, which a lot of, you know, chicken eggs are something that a lot of autistic um, people are really allergic to. In fact, a lot of people in general are allergic to. Uh, but, you know, duck eggs, by the way, are an alternative to chicken eggs, and sometimes people that are sensitive to, to chicken eggs can actually do pretty okay in duck eggs Duck eggs might actually even be a little higher in cholesterol, which is, believe it or not, a good thing. Now, for those of you freaking out about the whole cholesterol thing, listen to this. In 1990, the NIH 
National Institute of Health concluded from a meta-analysis of 19 studies that men and women with a total serum cholesterol level below 160 milligrams per deciliter had a 10 to 20% increased death rate compared with those having a cholesterol level between 160 and 200 or higher. See, people with low cholesterol levels are more likely to die from cancer or respiratory disease, digestive diseases, violent deaths such as suicide and accident or trauma, and hemorrhagic stroke. How many of you were on statins because your doctor told you you were at risk for a stroke? Well, you know, cholesterol, believe me, is, 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 not, is not a problem. Low cholesterol below 160 is also associated with depression, anxiety, bipolar disorder, and Parkinson's. Low cholesterol values are also associated with things like a manganese deficiency and celiac disease, hyperthyroidism, liver disease, malabsorption, and malnutrition. I talk a lot about the importance of dietary cholesterol in my book, Primal Body, Primal Mind, which I hope you all consider getting. There's information in there. I, I, I'm here to tell you you're probably not going to get any place else. Um, and, you know, also on the other hand, high cholesterol, okay, actually protects against some infectious diseases like tuberculosis and staph infections, especially having high LDL, which isn't really cholesterol, but that's a whole other topic. Um, but it's, you know, considered the bad cholesterol, uh, which is, of course, ridiculous. Cholesterol is also needed for the proper function of a really important developmental signaling protein um, with a very weird name of something called sonic hedgehog. I, I, I kid you not. It's called sonic hedgehog. It's the name of this protein. Uh, and it's because it's sort of spiny looking um, in its appearance. Well, both cholesterol and a fatty acid called palmitic acid, which is found a lot in saturated fats, are needed for this protein to work properly. And this protein is typically impaired in these individuals uh, with SLOS. So Dr. Richard Kelly of, of Johns Hopkins University had this to say about cholesterol. Quote, the many discoveries engendered by these experiments of nature argue that there are heretofore unrecognized beneficial effects of cholesterol, especially in children, and that we should consider very carefully possible adverse effects that the popular war against cholesterol may have had or may have on the prenatal and postnatal development of children. Yes, he's including prenatal in there too um, because it's important during pregnancy as well. So what are some of the other considerations for autism? Well, one of them we talked about at considerable length in the first half hour of our show last week is this condition, this metabolic genetic condition called pyroluria. And you may want to consider, now if you, have, if you didn't listen to the show last week, you can listen to the podcast or you can go to my website at www.primalbody-primalmind.com. I have a, an article there on pyroluria. But you might want to consider screening for pyroluria using a urine test you can order online from BioCenter Labs in Wichita, Kansas. Uh, you don't need a doctor to order this, and I've found them to, I've found them to be um, pretty reliable. Uh, their number is 1-800-494-7785. It's the cryptopyrol test. Um, again, 1-800-494-7785, or you can go to biocenterlab.org forward slash test forward slash urine, U-R-I-N-E, forward slash pyroles, P-Y-R-R-O-L-E-S dot S-H-T-M-L. Um, that's, uh, you know, place where you can go and you can order this test online. It's free. It, the, the kit is free. The test itself is not terribly expensive, about 50 bucks or so to test for it. Um, heavy metals. You may have heard the connection between heavy metals in the body, like mercury, and its connection to autism. Now, mercury exposure is certainly part of the equation. Coal-fired power plants, for instance, are a real problem. And mercury, uh, in fact, being close to those uh, is, is really associated with an increased risk of autism. Mercury in vaccines, uh, in, in other words, thimerosal, and in possibly other dietary sources like, say, contaminated fish, etc., um, now, now, what I've seen is that individuals who test positive for pyroluria, for instance, and in, in, in autistic, this can be up to 50% um, of autistics. 
because of the extreme zinc deficiency associated with pyroluria, they're that much more prone to problems with mercury. Why is that? Well, in the periodic table of elements, and maybe you remember from high school chemistry, the little elements, they're grouped according to families, the related, other related elements. Well, the elements that are most closely related to zinc, which is so essential for hundreds of, of different uh, processes, the things associated with zinc are, um, are cadmium and mercury. So if you don't have any zinc in your system or you don't have enough, those open receptors are looking for something to bind, to bind with because it has to have something there. And so it looks at things like mercury and says, hey, you're similar, come on over. And so it's much easier for somebody to end up with a mercury um, problem if they're already zinc deficient. Um, also, EMF pollution or EMR, what's also known as electromagnetic radiation from cell phones, can also in some studies, some studies show uh, trap heavy metals inside your cells, allowing them to cause more damage and hindering your body from being able to detoxify them. You don't want your kids using cell phones or having wireless routers in the room where they sleep. Um, nutritional deficiencies associated with autism can include things like zinc and B6 and uh, also molybdenum, uh, which is a trace mineral. Also something called gamma-linolenic acid, uh, which is an essential fatty acid. And these are four nutrients that are most strongly associated with the whole pyroluric uh, thing. And also nutrients like manganese and trace, the trace mineral, not the drug, but the trace mineral lithium, B-complex, probiotics, of course, the healthy bacteria, calcium and magnesium, and also healthy natural fats, and especially cholesterol. Well, things for autistic people to avoid are going to be grains, especially gluten-containing grains, milk and milk products, except maybe heavy liquid whipping cream and butter. Sometimes you can get away with that because they're almost entirely fat. Sugar and starch are things to avoid. Low-fat, low-cholesterol diets, please. You know, sources of prolonged EMF pollution, and then quite possibly foods containing something called oxalic acid. Some fairly recent research shows that autistic children may have an increased sensitivity, maybe up to 30% of them, to oxalate or oxalic acid than most normal individuals, and that minimizing dietary sources of that can make a big difference for some. Well, dietary sources of oxalic acid include things like raw spinach, beets, chocolate, peanuts, wheat bran, tea, cashews, pecans, almonds, berries, and, and, and many others. Um, oxalates really aren't found in any significant quantity in meat or fish, though. But you can get a complete list of high oxalate foods at this website. It's called www.patienteducation.upmc.com forward slash PDF forward slash low oxalate diet dot PDF. And oxalate is spelled O-X-A-L-A-T-E. Now, calcium supplements... Two, they can help bind oxalic acid and make it less problematic in these individuals. So oxalic problems can also, or oxalate problems can also really increase with yeast overgrowth, really common in autistic children. Another good reason to avoid all sources of sugar and starch in the diet. Oxalates can also lead to increased retention of mercury, by the way. So it brings us a little bit back to the, to gut health again as a primary concern in autism. It makes yet another case for a diet free of sugar and starch. Um, remember that, too, sugar and starch can you know, add to, to things like anxiety, mood swings, and inflammation, things an autistic person can really ill afford. Well, this has been a lot to take in, and I invite and encourage you all to listen to the show again on podcast with a paper and pencil handy, as well as explore you know, many of the resources we've discussed during the show. But we need to go to our break. When we come back, we're going to continue our discussion about autism from the perspective of neurofeedback training. We're going to talk about the sometimes incredible impact neurofeedback can have on these populations all by itself. And we'll be talking to a mom of a young boy with autism who has a whole lot to say about the benefits of neurofeedback training. You'll really want to stick around for this one. My name is Nora Gadgaudis, and this is Primal Body, Primal Mind Radio. We will be back in just a minute. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. 
NBC science consultant Dr. Mark Steinberg says every so often you encounter a gem among the dross competing for your attention. Such is the case with Primal Body, Primal Mind, written by Nora Gedgaudis. Primal Body, Primal Mind is a non-fictional excursion into the realm of biology, politics, and self-care that you will never get from formal academic education. It's a nutritional treasure map leading to optimal wellness the way nature intended, a jewel. Tom Hartman, acclaimed author, scholar, and national radio host, says, If you want to really know how your body and brain work, read this book. Go beyond the low-carb and paleo diet to discover the ultimate key to health, a better brain, weight loss, better mood, and a longer life. Primal Body, Primal Mind will show you how you can save more money eating incredibly well than you ever believed possible. You can order the life-changing book, Primal Body, Primal Mind, today. And sign up for Nora Gedgaudis' weekly blog update at www.primalbody-primalmind.com. Want to learn more about neurofeedback? Want to find a trained clinician for yourself or for a loved one? Or maybe you are a professional looking to offer this powerful, non-invasive technique to improve results for your toughest clients. At EEG Info, we are the leading provider of neurofeedback resources, videos, and training for the next generation of neurofeedback professionals. If you want to improve symptoms of emotional and behavioral dysfunction, this non-invasive approach is the answer you've been looking for. Neurofeedback is successful in helping people of all ages achieve a feeling of greater health and well-being. Visit us at eeginfo.com today to learn more about neurofeedback or to find a local clinician who can help you or someone you love. Unlock the full potential of your brain today. Visit eeginfo.com. The Interstate Sportsman Talk radio show brings two well-known outdoorsmen to the Voice American Network with hunting and fishing info news, talking about everything from new sporting gear, places to hunt and fish, and getting more from your recreation time. Join host Brock Ray and Don Kirk Friday mornings at 6 a.m. Pacific Time, 9 Eastern, for the Interstate Sportsman on the Voice America channel. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You're tuned in to Primal Body, Primal Mind Radio with host Nora Gedgaudis. Got a question for Nora about today's show? The phone lines are open now at 1-866-472-5792. Toll free, 1-866-472-5792. Now back to our show. Here's Nora. Well, welcome back to Primal Body, Primal Mind Radio. We're, we're talking today about autism and what you can do to address this issue in your child or family member. Our focus today so far has been mainly the nutritional perspective, which we covered a lot of ground with. Um, But this half hour, we're adding the subject of neurofeedback and and what brain training can do to impact autism and autistic spectrum disorders. We'll also be shortly talking to the mother of an autistic boy I've been working with for a while now using neurofeedback. But first, I'd like to talk a little bit about autism from a brain-based perspective. In an autistic person, what we always see in simple terms um, when we're working with a a person like this is is a brain basically in a state of chronic overdrive or it's it's an extreme state of, of extreme right hemispheric arousal. It's almost like the right side of the brain is racing out of control. This, you know, basically leaves the person so overwhelmed that they simply shut down. The right side of the brain, too, is a place where our capacity to bond with other human beings, you know, it resides. And, and the control and regulation of our emotional states as well as the prosody or expressiveness that we have in speech. So in a state of chronic overload or, or overwhelm, in this part of the brain, these things just don't happen the way they should. And the most natural emotions that are commonly found and this kind, kind of person is going to be fearfulness, anxiety, and, and typically, too, you know, a lot of reactiveness, or may just be a catatonic overload for some. Well, small changes in routine to this type of person are completely intolerable because anything unpredictable just adds to the overload. The more things stay exactly the same, the easier they are to bear. There's also a part of the brain called the amygdala, which is a very uh, primal part of the brain that basically regulates fear response, and that tends to be overheated in these populations. 
Well, we in the field of neurofeedback have been working with autistic spectrum disorders for a really, really long time now, and we've seen some pretty good results here and there. But more recently, in the last several months, we started seeing some really exciting new inroads to impacting these populations in a much greater way. There's some very recently developed technology and, and protocols, uh, particularly by the EEG Institute, who happens to be a sponsor on the show. Um, they've opened up a whole new world in this regard. Um, they've even just developed a brand new video game designed to particularly target autistic clients. It's a whole new world. I see autistic clients resistant to neurofeedback training from time to time still, you know, but, but now this is much more the exception. Neurofeedback can really have a powerful impact on calming over arousal in the brain and, and relaxing an overloaded nervous system. We, we finally have access to training frequencies now, too, with a, with a new software that can reach many more autistic and anxious clients where they live. Um, I've had three, at least three autistic clients come through my office in just the last several months that have seen really dramatic changes for the better. Uh, one mom um, literally cried with uh, tears of thank you on her child's last day of, of training. It was just kind of amazing. Um, and she'd been training, um, you know, um, we'd been training him with, with, you know, some pretty decent results for a few months before some of these new protocols and this new technology came along. And then it just opened things right up. It, it was just, it was almost like a miracle. Well, this is a very exciting time for the field of neurofeedback. Well, today we have with us one of the moms of a boy I'm currently seeing in my office. Eric uh, came to my office several months ago with autism that was basically characterized by a lot of hyperactivity in his case. Uh, he was a boy that was really kind of lost in a fantasy world where there was little that he said really made a whole lot of sense. Um, he was quite the little handful, I remember, in, the, in our first meeting, uh, as I recall, I remember thinking, wow, this kid's pretty autistic, all right. Well, several months later, Eric's mom has a new story to tell. By the way, uh, a few months ago, a film crew from L.A. came to my office and filmed me talking about this as, as well as uh, two of the autistic clients and, and their moms that I worked with. One of them, Ricky, the mom I'm about to introduce to you. Uh, you can watch this 10-minute video on my website uh, at www.primalbody-primalmind.com. It's also on my neurofeedback website, but uh, and it's also on YouTube. But I'd like to welcome one of the stars of that show, Ricky, <laughs> Eric's mom. Welcome, Ricky. Thank you. Thanks yeah. for inviting me. No, I, I, I really want to thank you for taking the time to do this. I I think having other moms hear what you have to say is bound to really resonate and really potentially help a lot of families. Oh, I completely agree, and that's that's the main reason I've I'm so willing to do this is I I want to be able to tell anybody with a child with autism or or if they know somebody with, uh, who is on the autistic spectrum disorder spectrum um, about the neurofeedback and the the changes we've seen in Eric, they've been so positive and they're going to give him so many great tools for the rest of his life. Yeah, that's that's the cool thing I, I get to sit and think about is, you know, what what's this kid going to end up doing in life, you know? But, but just to kind of go back a little bit, tell me about Eric. At, at what age was he diagnosed with autism and how did all that come out? Um, I he wasn't diagnosed until he was about four, and that was actually much to my frustration. I noticed differences in him from his older brother from the time he was born. Yeah. He was not one to really make eye contact. He was not a snuggly baby. He didn't like to be held. He didn't like to be comforted. He was just very, very different. Um, he didn't play with toys the way they were intended. He didn't push cars along and make room room sounds. He would instead hold them upside down and just spin the wheels and was fascinated just by the spinning motion. Yeah. And this it worried me, but I, I couldn't get anybody to, to pay attention to my worries. Um, even, bless his heart, my very loving husband didn't think there was anything wrong. Our family doctor didn't think there was anything wrong, thought I was comparing him too much to his older brother. But there were there were oddities. He would he would watch a uh, children's movie one time and be able to repeat verbatim, word for word, the entire dialogue. Wow! And I knew this wasn't normal. I knew this wasn't typical. 
yet he had a very hard time expressing his needs and his wants, and it caused him a great deal of frustration. Epic temper tantrums that could last an, up to an hour or two hours at times. Wow. <laughs> and again, I, I knew this wasn't typical. I knew it wasn't normal, but I was, I was getting no help, and I knew, had no idea where to turn because autism at the time, this was about seven, eight years ago, you just didn't know a whole lot. You didn't hear a whole lot about it. When you heard about autism, you thought of the movie character Rain Man. Yeah. And I knew Eric wasn't like that, but, you know, he was definitely he was definitely different and having some difficulties. So it wasn't until he was four and I decided that maybe uh, preschool would be a good step for him. He would be able to be around other children and interact with other children, and maybe that was just what he needed. About two weeks into preschool, um, his teacher took me aside and asked me if I thought Eric was enjoying school. And the, the fact of the matter was, no, he hated it. He didn't want me leaving him there. He begged me not to take him. Um, and it got worse. With most typically developing children, the anxiety starts at the beginning and wears off as time goes on. And with Eric, it was just the opposite. The first day was fine, but after that, he didn't want to go back. And she was the one who pointed me to our county's early intervention program. And from there, we were able to get some help. We were able to come up with a name for what was challenging Eric so much. And he was four at the time. Kind of a relief, but kind of not. <laughs> you know, it was a relief. And I have worked in a preschool myself, and I have um, had to um, sit in on meetings with early intervention with parents. And I've, I've watched their cry, them crying, and I watched them break down. And I just didn't go through that because, to me, it was a relief. It was comforting to have a name. Up. Yes, yeah, to have a name of what we were up against, to, to have somewhere to start looking for answers, looking for help. I had a direction to go. You know, I can imagine, too, because I know you have a couple of other kids at home, too, what what your life must have been like in general. <laughs> it know. was crazy. It was crazy. I have a, a boy who is 12, Eric is 9, and then a, another boy who is 7. So Eric's right there in the middle of, of these three boys. Yeah, and, and, and you know, and there you are, <laughs> your husband, <laughs> and oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So neurofeedback was actually recommended to you, right? It was recommended to me. Um, I have to give my mom credit first, even though she, she gave me a newspaper article and mother-daughter relationships kind of being what they are. I, yeah, okay, I'll read it later. <laughs> um, but we were approached then, not very long after that, maybe a couple weeks after that, by our elementary school counselor who is interested and, and wants to be trained in doing neurofeedback therapy. And she thought that neurofeedback therapy would really help Eric. And unfortunately for my mom, <laughs> I was more willing to listen to the school counselor and took down the information and did a little poking around on the internet, and that was how I found your clinic. Wow! And and yeah, it, and it, the rest, it, as they say, is history. Yeah, the rest <laughs> is history, and it it was the first thing that ever really jumped out at me as the must try. There was ABA. Um, yeah, I, I'm sorry, I'm drawing a blank. Behavioral, no, okay. analysis. No, I mean, behavioral analysis, and you know, there were other techniques that, that were presented to me that just didn't jump out at me as being as beneficial as this one. Yeah, yeah. And I remember that some of the symptoms, you know, with Eric, we were tracking included things like the, you know, some of the things you would expect, like social awareness and negative emotions and anxiety oh. and kind of being lost in fantasy world and a bit obsessed with it. Um, reading comprehension and a lack of concentration. So yes. how is he doing in all of these areas now compared to when we started? This, this opportunity you've given me to talk about this is wonderful for me because I'll talk about anything <laughs> having to do with this. I'm so excited. Um, we have noticed so many positive changes in him. It's just the most beautiful thing, the social awareness. I'm, I'm completely blown away. I can't describe it any other way than being completely floored. Um, somebody with um, autism spectrum disorder, as you know, has a very hard time reading social cues, reading facial expressions, reading tones of voice. And this has been the very most pronounced 
effect we've seen in Eric. He, I, I would almost be willing to bet that his levels of social awareness are very near typical at this point. He, our most recent um, encounter was we rode an amusement park ride recently, and the warning sticker on the amusement park ride showed two faces. One face had nothing but a, a little smile, and yeah. it, was this, it pictured this person sitting down in the in the ride, buckled up, safe. The other one pictured um, a sad face, and mm. the, the person was standing up in the ride. The ride was moving. It was very dangerous. And Eric got the giggles and started pointing and asked him what was so funny. And he said, this person is, is happy. This person is happy because they're safe and they're not going to get hurt. And this person is very unhappy because they're not being safe and they're going to get hurt. And these are these were stick figures. I mean, they're, they're no, no more... Uh, artistic than stick figures, but he got the smiley face and the frown. And it, I, was just, I was blown away by that. And the times that he asks me, Mom, are you okay? You know, maybe I've, I've got, you know, a worried expression on my face or, or something. Or yeah. if I laugh, he'll ask me, hey, what's, what's the joke? What's so funny? He wants in on it. And this, to me, is such a delight yeah, he's he's such a great kid. He really is. And um, God, I, I'm realizing I wish I had a whole hour to talk to you because it is <laughs> such a rich, rich, rich um, subject, and it is such an exciting thing. I mean, I'm I'm thrilled seeing not just how happy Eric is, but you know, but how it's impacted all the rest of you. You know, the, the whole rest of the family. Everybody just seems so much happier and more relaxed. Well, and Ricky, I. I really want to give you a heartfelt thank you for, for taking the, the time to be here. I mean, Eric's story is certainly an inspirational one, and he's really a terrific kid, and not surprising, of course, because he has a terrific mom. Well, thank you. Yo, you're welcome. You're <laughs> more than welcome. Well, I'd, I'd like to invite all of my listeners to tune in again to Primal Body, Primal Mind Radio next week when we'll be talking all about your gut health and you what you need to know to support your healthy digestion and where things go wrong. We'll have a wonderful special guest, Colleen Dunseth of the Nutritional Therapy Association and also a nutritional therapist with a particularly enlightening perspective on this subject. And in the second half hour, we're going to have a former neurofeedback client of mine come on the show and talk about her experience improving, of all things, something called GERD, which is otherwise known as gastroesophageal reflux disorder, using, of all things, brain training. Yes, it can be done. Well, we'll tell you how next week. Also, be sure to tune in this Friday at 8 a.m. on Voice America Radio, where um, yours truly here, Nora Gadgaudis, will be appearing on Dr. Michael Kell's show, Mind, Brain, and Body. So you might want to tune in for that. Until then, remember, if it wouldn't look like food to someone wandering around 40,000 years ago with a loincloth and a spear, it's not food for us now either. I'm Nora Gadgaudis, and this is Primal Body, Primal Mind Radio. I'll talk to you all next week. Thanks for listening. And thanks, too, to my wonderful sponsors, the EEG Institute at eeginfo.com. And I'd also like to thank the Nutritional Therapy Association for their sponsorship at nutritionaltherapy.com, best education in the business in nutrition. I'd also like to thank Biotics Northwest for their wonderful sponsorship. So thanks a lot for listening. I will see you next time. I'd like to thank my sponsors, the EEG Institute, offering the most trusted and respected source of information and training for neurofeedback, truly world leaders in the field. You can reach the EEG Institute at www.eeginfo.com or at 818-456-5965. I would also like to thank the Nutritional Therapy Association, the NTA, for their generous sponsorship. The NTA is the best, most trustworthy and reliable source of foundational nutritional education 
and nutritional therapist training here in the U.S. and possibly the known universe. I just can't say enough good things about this organization. You can find the Nutritional Therapy Association at www.nutritionaltherapy.com or you can call 1-800-918-9798. That's 1-800-918-9798. Tell Marcy Nora sent you. Thanks, too, to Biotics Northwest, the source for exceptional healthcare practitioner quality supplements for every health professional. You can reach them at www.bioticsnorthwest.com or at 1-800-636-6913. Also, be sure to visit my website at www.primalbody-primalmind.com, where you can also get my book, Primal Body, Primal Mind, Empower Your Health, your total health the way evolution intended and didn't. Thanks again for listening to Primal Body, Primal Mind Radio, hosted by Nora Gedgaudis. Come back for another great program next Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. And have a great week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. NBC Science Consultant Dr. Mark Steinberg says every so often you encounter a gem among the dross competing for your attention. Such is the case with Primal Body, Primal Mind, written by Nora Gedgaudis. Primal Body, Primal Mind is a non-fictional excursion into the realm of biology, politics, and self-care that you will never get from formal academic education. It's a nutritional treasure map leading to optimal wellness the way nature intended, a jewel. Tom Hartman, acclaimed author, scholar, and national radio host, says, If you want to really know how your body and brain work, read this book. Go beyond the low-carb and paleo diet to discover the ultimate key to health, a better brain, weight loss, better mood, and a longer life. Primal Body, Primal Mind will show you how you can save more money eating incredibly well than you ever believed possible. You can order the life-changing book, Primal Body, Primal Mind, today. And sign up for Nora Gedgaudis' weekly blog update at www.primalbody-primalmind.com. Want to learn more about neurofeedback? Want to find a trained clinician for yourself or for a loved one? Or maybe you are a professional looking to offer this powerful, non-invasive technique to improve results for your toughest clients. At EEG Info, we are the leading provider of neurofeedback resources, videos, and training for the next generation of neurofeedback professionals. If you want to improve symptoms of emotional and behavioral dysfunction, this non-invasive approach is the answer you've been looking for. Neurofeedback is successful in helping people of all ages achieve a feeling of greater health and well-being. Visit us at eeginfo.com today to learn more about neurofeedback or to find a local clinician who can help you or someone you love. Unlock the full potential of your brain today. Visit eeginfo.com. The Interstate Sportsman Talk Radio Show brings two well-known outdoorsmen to the Voice American Network with hunting and fishing info news, talking about everything from new sporting gear, places to hunt and fish, and getting more from your recreation time. Join hosts Brock Ray and Don Kirk Friday mornings at 6 a.m. Pacific Time, 9 Eastern, for the Interstate Sportsman on the Voice America channel. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. NBC Science Consultant Dr. Mark Steinberg says every so often you encounter a gem among the dross competing for your attention. Such is the case with Primal Body, Primal Mind, written by Nora Gedgaudis. Primal Body, Primal Mind is a non-fictional excursion into the realm of biology, politics, and self-care that you will never get from formal academic education. It's a nutritional treasure map leading to optimal wellness the way nature intended, a jewel. 
Tom Hartman, acclaimed author, scholar, and national radio host, says, if you want to really know how your body and brain work, read this book. Go beyond the low-carb and paleo diet to discover the ultimate key to health, a better brain, weight loss, better mood, and a longer life. Primal Body, Primal Mind will show you how you can save more money eating incredibly well than you ever believed possible. You can order the life-changing book, Primal Body, Primal Mind, today. And sign up for Nora Gedgaudis' weekly blog update at www.primalbody-primalmind.com. Want to learn more about neurofeedback? Want to find a trained clinician for yourself or for a loved one? Or maybe you are a professional looking to offer this powerful, non-invasive technique to improve results for your toughest clients. At EEG Info, we are the leading provider of neurofeedback resources, videos, and training for the next generation of neurofeedback professionals. If you want to improve symptoms of emotional and behavioral dysfunction, this non-invasive approach is the answer you've been looking for. Neurofeedback is successful in helping people of all ages achieve a feeling of greater health and well-being. Visit us at eeginfo.com today to learn more about neurofeedback or to find a local clinician who can help you or someone you love. Unlock the full potential of your brain today. Visit eeginfo.com. Are you looking for a new perspective in today's challenging economic and personal times? Join the journey to your personal best on the Sky's the Limit radio program. Featuring your hosts, Karen Levitt, Jackie Lonnie, and John McDermott. The engaging discussion will center on concrete ideas and actions to help improve your personal wealth, love, appreciation, power, choice, relationships, and more. Karen, Jackie, and John will guide you to your true power of choice on The Sky's the Limit, Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific, on 7th Wave Network. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. 